Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Rooted with Yams. I am so excited to be recording today. I have another guest. So stay tuned for that. behind this episode was actually a lot of things, a number of things, but it was put into words on the Woman Evolve podcast. I don't know what the segment's called, but it's pretty much at the end of her podcast where listeners, they write in questions to her Twitter or her Instagram or whatever, and then she reads them, and then the Woman Evolve delegation and herself, you know, they chime in and give whoever asked the question, they give her advice. So this one lady, she writes in and she's talking about her potential fiance, I guess. And she's saying how he's such a great man, a man of God, everything she's ever hoped and dreamed for. And, you know, that he's supportive, all the good stuff. Right. But at the end of her letter, she's pretty much discouraged because she's been working on herself so much that she's afraid that if she lets this man in, that her growth will kind of be stopped or she might regress and go back to her old ways or that this man is not um, pursuing his own personal growth as, as she is. So that kind of got me to think and to wonder with my encounter with guys, you know, I always feel like, there's a halt to my growth if I let a guy in or that they might not be as accepting or willing or understanding toward my personal goals and my personal growth, right? So this episode was kind of like a space where I invited a guy to talk on how guys kind of grow themselves or how they work on themselves because I feel like this lady who wrote in wouldn't have been so concerned about this if she was aware of her partner's growth or his intentions in his personal development in his life. At least to what like my community and my environment and people I've encountered, it's always girls who are all about like these personal personal journeys, you know, from Women Evolve podcast to um, getting grown with Jade and Kia, um, blessed and bossed up. These are all female dominated podcasts, especially women of color. They're they're the ones that are kind of leading um, this self self evolving ministry. In my eyes, I don't know. I might be wrong, and I really think that that's why this lady was having so much problem with her boo thing because she was just like. I mean, what are you doing for yourself? And that that was um, holding her back from a lot of things. Francis is here with us today on the podcast. Hi. Because out of like very, very few, let me say a couple of uh, guys in my life, my friends, he's one that I feel probably has a good understanding on like um 
what it's like to work on yourself and be intentional in your personal growth and your personal journey. Oh, yeah, you know, it's coming with the praise and the compliments today. Yes, yes. So he's a guy I could say I trust and admire in his work ethic, and I know he's, like, intentional about his his person and his being and on his, on himself. And compared to these dudes for... I'm putting that in the nicest terms because I don't want to say like F boys and niggas, but other dudes that just want to pop up and just ruin my life. It's just like, what are y'all doing with your lives? This is why I, how, like how, how could I trust you want to, you know, submit to you or do life with you? If, if I come to you with like any type of personal growth talk you're gonna be like oh like oh that's dope oh for real that's cool man yeah that's dope so I'm just wondering like are guys out here being conscious and thoughtful and mindful about their selves and then for us ladies if we're doing all this how do we know if like we come across a partner that we can share that with yes makes sense Francis, um, to wake you up a little bit, you are going to, I guess, introduce yourself. Well, hello, guys. Thank you, Yamio, for having me on. And for those kind words, do not be fooled, people. She's usually not this nice to me. I am. I've, I've known this girl for almost, you know, probably at least over four years at this point, And that's probably the kindest she has ever been to me and so i am thankful for this podcast just because it's obviously making yamio into a person that will just shower me with uh with praise you're very dramatic anyways your introduction (laughs) yeah you know uh so my name is francis and i've like i said i've known yamio for a number of years now we met at texas a&m in through African Students Association, had some classes together, and now we, it's just been a joy to get to maintain our friendship over the years and over many life changes. Um, I, myself, personally, am actually about to be heading to medical school, where I'll be starting in a few months, and I am just kind of enjoying this time right now in life where, um, you know, just kind of getting to be in that season before kind of the calm before the storm, you know, trying to make sure my ducks are in a row, my relationship with God is stable, my, uh, you know, my friendships and relationships that I have with others are, you know, in, in good places to, to just have foundations where they can grow and not deteriorate as I'm super focused in, uh, in these other realms. So, I don't know why Yamio chose me. I don't know if I have enough wisdom to really engage in this discussion, but I am excited for the opportunity to just talk. Yay. Okay. How do you, you were talking about like make making sure your ducks are in a row and that, you know, you have stability in your friendships and relationships. How do you keep yourself in balance? You know, like how do you, 
make sure you're keeping good people in your circle, bad people out? Um, is there anything that you're kind of like really aware of or conscious and considerate about with your the people in your life? Well, for myself, the first thing that I say, and you'll know this as it's kind of been a method that I've utilized since college is I really, if it's not bringing me peace, then it's really not useful for my life. Um, I try to stay away from doing things to do them or having relationships to have them or engaging in certain things just for the sake of or showing face or those kind of things and and so I really do try to pursue peace as much as I can and what that usually means for me is I find a lot of peace whenever I'm really in line with what the Lord's vision is for my life what his will is for me to be doing and that naturally leads me to be involved in around certain people that are on that kind of same wavelength and so I actually a podcast that I was listening to this morning where someone had asked about the there you know how do I know what God's will for me is mm -hmm. you know because a lot of times we say well should I really be going into this field or should I really be doing this or you know whatever that may be and he and he said um whenever we're in line with God and we get recurring desires to do certain things whether it's to get to know certain people. Like I have this recurring feeling. I really want to hang out with this person or I have a recurring feeling. I really want to go to this event mm -hmm. or I really want to be around this type of um, group more than, and we're in line with God. So, you know, we're, we're praying, we're mm. um, in community and we're pursuing him. Well, those recurring feelings are directly, uh, they're, they're directly sent from, uh, from the Lord. The thing is, when we're in not walking with him, when we're not at peace and we're not in that and we get these recurring desires, then it's usually some, sometimes it's usually the opposite. And so for me, I, I feel as though whenever I'm with my, the people that I'm hanging out with, I've been in situations where I'm hanging out with people and I feel drained. I come back and just say, why did I just waste that hour of my life? Mm -hmm. and why did I just, um, why did I put myself in that position? And then I, I've been with people where I, I say, wow, like I got so much life from just being able to be in, the, in, in that interaction. And so I feel as though at this point I'm at a place now where I know the difference between those feelings to a large enough extent that I want to just fill the remaining time that I have with the former, you mm. know, uh, or actually maybe the latter. I don't remember which one I said first. The latter. Latter. I want to fill it with the latter. Um, and so I want to fill it with situations that just bring me peace and that allow me to, uh, to experience growth. This is why I keep you. This is why you're here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It won't stop. Maybe I should just come on every week so I can get my, my weekly dose of, of, of boost from, from Yamio. I can get used to this. Okay, this will be the first and last episode you're on, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's already been enough. It's been enough. But thank you for that um, insight. And I really, 
I think that was very meaningful. Why are you making your face like that? I was just trying to see if I could throw you off. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's very distracting. But anywho, your contribution was meaningful, so thank you. Back to the person who wrote to Sarah, Sarah Jakes Roberts. Why do you think... Like this woman, I wish you would have heard the episode, but I think the way I described it to you was pretty, pretty accurate. Um, but why do you think this woman who wrote in was so, so unclear about the intentions of this seemingly perfect guy? I was just waiting for the the turn, you know, the the twist, something bad to happen, but nothing happened. It was just like she. She just listed all these great character traits and qualities, and then all of a sudden she was like, but I feel like he's not, he can't help me grow. So I know you don't know her full experience, and I don't know her full experience, but when I was thinking about it, I was just thinking, well, surely if she was anything like me, I could feel the same thing because I'm just used to regular, degular dudes, um not regular yeah just not not showing any ounce of care um to their to their self growth let alone our growth you know so i don't know what what are your thoughts on on her reservations this may actually have nothing to do with the guy Personally, I can look back at a story that I heard about two days ago. I was meeting with an old high school friend of mine, Jamal, and I hadn't seen him in at least 40 years. And we got to talking and he was telling me about the most recent relationship that he's been in. And he was saying the reason I broke up with her was because, you know, I'm in this mode where I'm trying to go get it and I'm trying to climb to the top and... You know, I don't need, you know, I feel as though she would hold me back, et cetera, et cetera. And so I, I left that just being, feeling really uneasy about the way that he described it. Because as I, as I was discussing the story with someone else afterwards, they said, well, they said in a joking manner, well, that's one way to look at it. And that's the truth. That's one way to look at it. And mm -hmm. so I think if you see a relationship like that it's because of something that's within you right mm -hmm. and so he has a view of I want to have tunnel vision or whatever that may be and because of that this girl I don't have time to have another attachment mm -hmm. and I think from personally knowing him I think that that roots from a lot of insecurities and so we can look at this letter writer from a different perspective and she's not necessarily saying that the guy would hold her back but in a way she kind of is and mm -hmm. she's saying I just don't think this guy would be able to spur me on to whatever I'm trying to reach or, or whatnot and the thing is when you just because you get into a relationship that does not mean that your individual journey stops mm -hmm. 
And so when you look at it from the perspective of Jamal, he's kind of looking at it like that. Like, man, now um, I have this extra crutch. Whereas the way that I believe a relationship should be viewed is, wow, I have this person here that's actually going to be a uh, not even just I don't even I didn't want to use the word safety net but someone that is there you know whenever I'm falling off that can push me forward or someone that can uh, give me motivation where we're in step moving toward moving individually towards our goals Mm -hmm. but then also feeding off of each other um, as a unit yeah which in turn not only grows us in our individual individual journeys mm-hmm. but then allows us to grow stronger and stronger in our relationship and so with this girl i think personally she's not secure in herself enough to to even think about sharing herself with someone else mm-hmm. because like you said you know this guy sounds like he's pretty you know what He's pretty much what most women are, would want, correct? Yeah. And so, if if she was saying what was she, she was saying that she didn't think that he would be on her level. Yeah, or, that and that he might hold her back and essentially not compliment her growth. Right, and so I think personally, I think that that's just for me. I think it's insecurity because I don't think that a guy whether his qualities are you know much as great as they get or whether they're as low as they get if you're insecure in yourself that won't hold you back mm. it's kind of what I'm trying to say and so I think that there's pretty much what she was saying in my mind is there's nothing that this guy can do or there's nothing that any guy can do because she's not secure yet in what she what she's doing in where she's going, how she's getting there. And so she doesn't even know what it you know what kind of guy would be able to be in step with her in doing that. Yeah. Because she's not sure of that herself yet. I mean that's that's my thought, my perspective on it. No, I agree. And that's what that's what I was thinking about too, and I just felt like it was it was like a mirror, a wake up call, I guess, or just a really really good opportunity to reflect and be like, you know, yeah, this girl does seem really insecure. And at first when I heard it, it was just like I had a different take. But after thinking about it, a lot of these um, thoughts of just no one could could satisfy what she needs if she's not fully secure in herself. So I agree. However, howsoever, how come, like I said in the beginning, the people I meet and from my friends, right? When I look at the girls and the guys, um, it's just such a different level. The girls in my circle, like they're always elevating me or challenging me or encouraging me it's just positive energy right and we're always working on ourselves we're we always know um how to encourage each other because we're always working toward bettering ourselves but then when I think about the the 
company of guys that have been in my midst is not that way. And I just, I just wonder why is that the case? And it's just weird. Like I couldn't confide in them or trust that they would have anything to, to say to me because at what point will you start to work on yourself? And at what point will I see like guys really working together to encourage each other and support each other to be better, to do better. Because I think with this girl and with me, myself, someone can actually hold you back and limit your growth because they, if they're not going to encourage your growth or if they're not going to hold you accountable. So at what point, at what age maybe, at what what time of life do guys start to say, okay, I'm serious? Because I just don't know any serious guys, essentially. That's the moral of the story. Guys, they just don't seem to be really serious to me. And even when I ask, it's not like I'm. these are all assumptions. Like I've asked questions because now I'm being like very intentional with people I talk to or go out with or whatever. So I'll ask harder questions. And it's just, it's not a priority. And I just want to know why. Why y'all like this? Why are your friends like this? Why are your people like this? Why don't they, why aren't they living purpose-driven lives? If it's not about money, like if it's not about like, oh, like I'm trying to be rich. Like it's like nothing else matters. You know? Am I making sense? And so first. And I know you know guys like this, right? I know guys like this. I don't have many friends like this. I know many guys like this. I know many women like this as well. But I want to ask you a question. I want to say what? And I want to say, first of all, what is your definition of do better, be better, purpose-driven life? What does that look like? Mm. What are you not seeing in these guys? openness and honesty about little things and it's usually it's little things like I'll kind of want to initiate a serious conversation and I just get like rejected or I can't even really push true growth and like intimacy without that pushback like that you know, that just fight, like, you don't want to go there. And it's just, I just don't get why. Like, if it's any any of my girlfriends, like, that I would consider closer, even those who are not that close, I could ask hard questions and not receive the same type of reservation. But when it comes to guys, sometimes it's just, like, automatic reservation from serious seriousness. And that makes me think that, you don't you're not serious and that's why you can't have serious conversations because you you yourself you're not having serious conversations you're not challenging yourself so when I come and I want to challenge you or I want to see if you can challenge me it's just brushed off so is your when you say serious are you be serious about go and get a job that has meaning and do things that have purpose or just when we're talking we can be intentional and we can deepen our level of conversation beyond what we did last night and what we're doing this weekend. And, you know, that you're 
you're actively trying to have awareness of what's going on in society and how you fit in with, you know, is so which one of those? Because I've heard serious to where people say get serious, meaning go okay, to the job. Okay, I get you. When I say get serious, I'm not really talking about um, career or like opportunities because I think just most people are kind of go-getters in that in that realm. But when I mean serious, I mean like if I want to talk about what 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 do you want outside of your career? Like what do you want from us? That always comes up with me. And then also like what do you want for yourself? Like what type of life are you trying to live? If you're if you're someone who I'm just going to use a loose example. You you drink a lot, let's say, and I want to talk about why you like. Where do I fit in? You're drinking all the time, and are you ready for, like, do you have to do this or is it, you know, when I want to have more serious conversations because I don't want to be with someone who's always drinking, you know. So I'm trying to get to how could how can you want me and how could we you have time for both of, both of us if I something I value is not drinking clearly something you value is drinking um but it seems like that's just one example but stuff like that when I ask you to give me honest feedback you know about an issue it's just like oh it's whatever like it's not that serious but to me I'm like it is that serious and I feel like if you are more conscious and more thoughtful about yourself you would see it as something that's serious too we've all we've all had issues that we've dealt with but it takes a level of self-awareness for you to to say okay yeah this is there is something some meaning behind this thing that I do or this mindset that I have and so I think that falls under and especially I'll say because most of our peers are right around that mid 20ish range and so most of our peers don't have this this quote unquote serious mindset because they have bought into the lie that is you know treat yourself in your 20s you know it's this is the time to experiment and this is the time to have fun before you settle down and this is the time to etc etc and so I think you may very well find that this is the first point I'd say is just from a broad perspective I think you may very well find that people that you may see as being not serious maybe 10 years from now when life puts them in serious situations they may become more serious but what I'll say about why they're not serious now is because I think it's where you, I think it's really about where people draw their life purpose from. And so you can't ask somebody a question about why do you drink so much or why, or like, you know, like you said, could you see us functioning in this? I think you have to start back with questions from even before then and you say okay and this is kind of a strategy that I like to implement a lot when I'm trying to convince somebody of something or when I'm trying to 
just challenge somebody with, with something is I'll never ask, let's say somebody wants to steal something that's, and they're like, oh, well, it's kind of small, like this person doesn't need it, they have plenty of these or whatever. I wouldn't ask them, well, why do you want to steal it? Because, you know, then they'll just be like, oh, well, this person does whatever, you know, they'll think of it in the context of that. But you challenge and you say, okay, well, what do you believe about, like, stealing? What do you believe about, you know, how would you feel if somebody did that to you? Or this, you know, those kind of questions. And so I think the question you ask is first, like, what is, like, um, like what is your goal? Like, well, that's why a lot of times people ask, what's your, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in ten years? Someone says, oh, I see myself doing X, Y, Z. And then you say, are you working towards that? How does drinking so much kind of affect that? And then eventually you kind of get into the deeper into those questions. Because I think what I'm getting at basically is I think that people's perception is that that is where life is found in the moment, in like right now. And so you say, why am I drinking so much? Because I'm having fun. That's what I'm living for. I'm... I'm waiting to get to the weekend so that I can have fun, go out with the boys and do whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not so much that they're, I don't even think it's so much that they're not trying to be intentional or they're not trying to be serious, but to them, there's no, there's no, there's nothing beyond that right now. You're just living for that in this moment. So I'll say something for... Let's say if, if you're looking at myself or if you look at, I'll use my community group as an example. The reason why we're not out drinking all the time is not because we're just like, man, we don't want to, like, if we're at, I mean, we went to, we had a wedding recently and we all had plenty of drinks. We all had plenty of drinks, you know? And so it's not, um, it's not a, a matter of, we just don't want to be out doing... It's just that we are... We're like, man, if I'm out drinking, what could I be doing with that time? And why do we think that way? Because we believe that there's more purpose in this life than just having some fun or whatever that may be. And so I think it's a matter of where do people find purpose in their lives? And so if you can't expect somebody to get serious if that's not where they find purpose in their life. I think somewhere I was listening to this thing the other week that said um, it was talking about Christians about being uh, judgmental, and it said you know a lot of people on the outside, people that are that aren't Christians, have a big perspective that you know Christians are very judgmental, and that's true, and it's because Christians have gotten it wrong, right? So as Christians, we are called to be judgmental but not to people that are outside of the faith, not to people that are not Christians. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? It means that you point non-believers to Jesus and you point believers to scripture. So that means that you, and the reason why you do that is because if someone has never agreed to follow Jesus and to want to live life in a way that's reflective of him, then why would they, when you say, hey man, that's not, that's really not in line with what the Lord calls us. They say, okay. 
Like, and? Like, and you know, so? so? Exactly. And so what? Thank you for the information. I, I, you know? And so that's the thing. Like, that's why you don't judge non-Christians. You make, I mean, you still make friends with that with them and you, you encourage them and you point them to Jesus, but you can't point somebody to scripture that doesn't care about the Bible. That's the same way that you can't point somebody to um, you can't point somebody to more intentional conversations that doesn't that that's not to them that doesn't matter. So the same way that to you someone says, Hey, do you want to come drinking with me tonight? And you're like, that doesn't matter to me. Why would I want to waste my time doing that? If you ask somebody Hey, like, you want to just sit down and just have an intentional conversation, talk about some stuff? They say, why would I do that? <laughs> like, that's so, like, that doesn't matter to me. And so, so that's what I think really, I think that's the problem is, so it's not so much about why do people not um, do that? It's, so if, let's say if a woman was saying, man, I'm tired of, of being with guys or having guys that are, that this is where their their focus is, and this is where they're finding life. You say, "Well, where did you meet those guys? Mm-hmm. How have those relationships cultivated? Mm-hmm. Have you guys been? You know, did you meet them at a party? Did you? In which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with. It. I've met plenty of great people at parties. Like parties are not wrong, but I'm saying, if you met somebody at a party. <laughs> <laughs> but if you met somebody at a party, and every time you've hung out has been at a party. Or it's been at some other kind of function in the same vicinity, then why can why would someone be surprised when they say this is where I find life, this is what I enjoy, this is me? Like I, you know, I don't care about talking about my growth with God. Like I don't, I don't go there. Like what what does that have to do? I don't care about talking about um, you know some like devotional that you're sending me. I don't look at those, and so. That's the thing is for individuals until they have that personal, you can tell them all day, you can send them thousands of emails and encouraging things and (laughs) whatever. And they're just, it's not going to, it's not going to make them change. And so I think there's, those are the, the two main points that you take. You say people themselves until they change, they decide that they want to find life in something else like where you find life is is or what you do is where you're going to find life yeah and where you find life is what you're going to be interested in engaging on and talking about and pursuing and then at the same time in the realm of women or even men that are looking for women they say man the women that i keep finding they just want to hit the bars every night or whatever it's you got to start looking in different places you know, in places where those are the initial, when you first meet them, it's in a setting where it has to be intentional. Meet somebody in a, in like a young adults ministry or something where it's just like a round table and you literally, the first thing you hear them say is, well, you know, the first thing that I think about, uh, about this chapter or about how our young adults are, you know, if someone were to meet you and say the first thing they heard about you was on your podcast, what would they expect you to, to how would they expect you to be? They're like, man, I bet you this girl is intentional and she talks about things and she's communicative and she's this, this, that, and the third. And so that's what they're expecting to get. Mm-hmm. So 
that was a really long answer. I really hope you edit most of that out and you find No, it. you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to edit out my voice. It's just going to be all you. Cause what is wrong with you? That was good. That was really good. And you No, answered. I mean, I talked around too much. No, you didn't. I did. I was, I've been dancing around and just talking and da 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 You need Yes, just like that. But you were very <laughs> clear and gave a lot of great points. I talked for like 10 minutes plus. That's too much. A little bit under. Sheesh. <laughs> It's okay. But it's only one word answers from now on. No, no, no. You're doing really good, I promise. You're gonna hear it back and you're gonna be like, Wow, this is good. And you're gonna share it with all your bros and your, your gals. <laughs> bros and gals. Yes. But you said you were talking about like something you're listening to and I just wondered, can you give us a few things that you feel yourself with, like stuff you listen to, you like to read, and watch, whatever that helps you, helps you grow. Yeah, so one thing that I've really been trying to tackle in my life is attacking everything from a biblical perspective, right? So... A lot of times people think, oh, you just read the Bible and that's just, you know, you just sit there and just, but that's really not the case. There's so many ministry outlets that are focused directly on what us as young adults are going through that it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And so here, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be in the Dallas area right now where first of all. You know, I go to a fantastic um, church, Watermark Community Church, and they do this thing on Tuesdays called The Porch, which is young adults ministry. And they talk about topics from, uh, you know, like dating to um, handling your finances, you know, whenever you're struggling and feeling entitled in your job and or just like practical things yeah. and they give you a great biblical, biblical biblical great biblical perspective on each one of these topics which just helps you to um, answer some answer some questions that you may be wrestling with and so I, I think the first thing is I'd point people to just looking up the porch watermark on Google because they have all their series uh, archived which is fantastic yeah, Another good. resource from the same church is called Real Truth Real Quick, which is in an app. It's also on a, online. You can Google it, Real Truth Real Quick, where uh, the pastor of Watermark, he answers random questions that people have in like really short bursts. And so I think if I was just just gonna look it up just to show you how practical these are so this says stuff like what is compassion fatigue compassion fatigue is it okay for a christian to date a non-christian um you know is modern slavery real are near-death experiences real does 
does BDSM have a, a place in a healthy marriage? Mm. Um, what should I do if I find myself in a sexless marriage? Um, how yes. much influence should your in-laws have in your marriage? And uh, what does it mean to be in biblical community? Um, I mean, it's just like, it's literally everything from everyday questions about sex, health, um, our careers, and just really purpose at the end of the day. And so that's one resource that I like. I like the, I additionally like the resource of, I mean, I have tons of podcasts, including obviously the Rooted with Yams podcast, which, uh, shout out, go ahead and subscribe if y'all have not subscribed. Um, I, I like to listen to, um, like the Dave Ramsey show because it, it kind of shows me about, or tells me how to be a better steward with my money. Or, like, ask Pastor John about, um, which just brings three times a week. It shows you things, or it's kind of like real truth real quick, where people send in questions and it gets answered from, you know. So, I mean, a lot of my resources are in those realms. And then, obviously, I think I really want to be in the know. I want to know things that are going on around me. Um, so I listen to the Daily Podcast, which is by the New York Times. Mm-hmm. I listen to... I think you uh, put me on that. No. <laughs> yes. Wow, so you actually do listen to it. Yeah. Um, no, it's between the Daily and then Up First, which is another kind of news podcast. I think it's important to, to stay informed. And I think it's important to make sure that your life is aligned with God's will. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things I really value highly. And so anything that really can put me closer uh, to pursuing those two things well is is kind of what I, I guess, fill my, my brain with. Because I think a good quote that somebody a lot wiser than me said once is, what you put in your mind is what informs your heart and your heart is what informs your desires and your desires is what informs your actions and so you have to be very very careful of what you're filling your mind with because a lot of what what a lot of people like to say is follow your heart and I like to say inform your heart because what does God tell us to do? One of his, you know, one of the greatest verses that he says is, you know, like, guard your heart. Mm-hmm. Guard your heart. And so if you're just going around and acting on feelings, we all have feelings and impulses mm-hmm. that we, if, that if we all acted on them, this world would be in a state of disarray. Even to more. a larger extent. Yeah, yes. than it is now. It's scary, which is scary to think. Yeah. Um, and so, as long as, you know, it first starts with your mind. Um, and so that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. I think I took a really long time to answer a really short question. No, it was but, good. And I was saying, wow, because that was kind of my 
the quote you just gave, your wiser quote that you gave, it was kind of a summary of my takeaway also from the conversation. I worded it a little differently, but it was pretty much the same thing. All your subscriptions and your suggestions will be in the episode notes, in the show notes. So you guys, if you want to grow yourself and challenge yourself and better yourself, um, those links will be below or to the side, depending where you're listening. One thing I wanted to say that I was thinking about after, you know, thinking about this episode, I just, I keep having to look back at myself because I am always the first one to be upset at most guys, all guys, particular guys. Like, there's always a reason for me to be upset at them, at y'all. I have to be honest with myself and say that oftentimes I'm a huge hypocrite and I switch a lot. And I, I talked about this in, a, in another podcast um, that kind of talked about evolving yourself and how to deal with the backlash of some of the seeds you put out in different stages of your life. Um, but sometimes if I'm real with myself, I'm like, you know, I am a hypocrite and I can't really expect so much if I didn't put out excellence. I switch a lot. One second, I'll be like, okay, I'm on my A game. I am a woman, a strong, beautiful, intelligent woman, and I have no time for games. And then other days, I'm like, I subscribe to that narrative, that millennial narrative of, you know, whatever. You only live once. Whatever. Like, yeah, whatever. You, literally, whatever. Let's, let whatever. <laughs> so I have to make sure that um, I am being careful with what I'm listening to, what I'm watching, um, whose thoughts I'm letting become my thoughts because half the time we're listening to things, or let me just speak for myself, half the time I'm listening to things or watching, Francis, you are getting on my nerves, or watching things that tell me, you know, girl, you only live once, this is, this is your body, like, one one narrative will be like, this is your body, honor it. And then another narrative is like, this is your body, do whatever you want with it, you know? So there's, it's sometimes challenging to, to figure out gray areas when it comes to, when it comes to that. But we shouldn't let room for gray areas. And just like you said, and that starts with what we listen to, what we watch, what we subscribe to. And once we have that under control, as we work on getting that under control, we will also attract people who have that under control. Because it doesn't make sense if I have my priorities out of order. It doesn't make sense for me to make to find someone who is aligned with my better half. I'm going to find someone who's out of order as well. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm working on my desires being in alignment with with God and with the woman I can be proud of, the woman that I look up to, the woman that I aspire to be. I'm trying to be that woman, not only be like, one day I'll be this woman, but every day I'm making steps to be that person. So, yeah. And that has a lot to do with my desires. So if my desires are out of whack or 
I know, like, I can't just say my desires are like this today, but when I'm grown up, they will be different. You know, I have to work on that today. And behavior. Sometimes we can tell a lot of, I don't like to, to admit, but it's true that we can tell a lot about somebody based off of their behavior. And if I'm true to myself, I know that sometimes my behavior doesn't always reflect who I am. So I need to make sure like my behavior is reflecting who I am or else, of course, someone's going to come to me expecting whatever I put out there based off of my actions or the physical, right? So our behavior has to be backed by our mindset and our mindset has to be backed by our heart and our heart has to be backed by our character and our character has to be backed by integrity. And I know in your elementary halls, like in your kindergarten classrooms, we always had posters on integrity and character, but it just came back to me now and um, like integrity is what you do when no one is looking. So I have to be a woman of integrity too that doesn't allow room for question and doubts. That's what I'm going to attract. And that's why I'm going to be mad at dudes all my life. So that was... Girl, you won't believe what this boy just did to me last night. Ugh, girl. Is that how we sound? More or less. Yeah, but... (laughs) Anyways, my big takeaway um, and reflection point was basically to just continue to work on yourself. I'll continue to work on myself by fueling um, my body, my mind, my ears with what is good. And that would just make my light shine brighter, you know? I'll be transformed kind of from the outside in, from what I see, what I put in, that will start to transform my inside. And my light will will bring what I need. And it will blind the rest of you people. I'm going to be nice. It will blind the rest of you. What do you mean, you people? Yeah, this never again, Francis. Never again. <laughs> oh, it's because I get antsy. Do you have um any takeaways, any lasting comments, any final words? You know what? I'm going to give you a specific. If you had a sister or let's say me and all the sisters listening, how... What is an advice you would give to us as women who are working on themselves, working on bettering themselves, working on, you know, being consistent with their expectations and their identity? What is a piece of advice you would give them when filtering through dudes, through filtering through boys and men? first piece of advice and this isn't even that kind of advice but don't filter through boys um, first of all give yourself some exclus- exclusivity 
to men. Um, because some of like these they, boys out here camouflaged and wearing the mask of a man, though. And that's what that's where this part comes in. First of all, and you said this is my sister, so I'm sorry if this is because this may be, uh, you know, some of your your listeners may not have a faith, and so this you know they may say, oh well, this doesn't apply to me. But my first thing is aim to develop first your relationship with God set that on solid ground mm. because your your future boyfriend, spouse whatever will fail you that is a guarantee the same way that your mom has failed you, your friends will fail you, your dad has failed you your kids should you have them in the future will fail you, everybody's going to fail you because we're all on this earth and we're broken people so, the only one that won't fail you is the only one that has held up to the standard of perfection, which is God. Yeah. If your foundation is set solidly in Him, then you're not going to be devastated when you re- when someone fails you. After that, I would say, run towards God. So it's, it's in the same way. Mm-hmm. So this maybe is, I kind of have two pieces of advice. This is maybe one B. Run towards God. Because, like you said a little bit earlier, you said you do believe that, you know, people can be in different places holding you back or whatnot. And the thing that I heard really, said really well, was you don't want to be, you know, you want to be focused on running towards the Lord. And then you happen to see somebody else that's running towards the Lord next to you. It's like if you're on a track and you look to your right and you say, oh shoot, this guy is right here next to me. You don't want to be the one that's so far ahead that you're trying to drag somebody along your walk or your journey with you. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be the one in the same context. Sometimes there's, it is possible to have someone that's just at such a more advanced place that you don't want to be the one that you're constantly trying to keep up because developing a relationship with God is such a sacred and intimate and enjoyable experience that it shouldn't be this thing that's done hastily to, oh, okay, well, I've got to, I've got to just try to become this person that's memorized the scripture and that does this and this and this because I want to know this, you know, I want to be at the same level as this guy. No, it should be developed at your pace. Yeah. Um, and so there is such a thing as a guy that may just be too far ahead. He may be a great guy, but that just may not be the right time. Yeah. And then practically I'll say, because this is probably what women will be more interested in, because they'll say, okay, but what about the guy, you know? And so the first thing that I would tell my daughter, my sister, or whoever it may be would be, um, be the girl that a guy wants to be looking for. So, not because a lot of times people, that's what we have now with all these dating apps and stuff, right? People are looking for what they want. 
So you feel less responsible, or you feel less responsibility to be the partner that someone else wants. Because you say, oh, my profile's up. Somebody will swipe right, right? Somebody's going somebody's gonna to look at it eventually. So I'm just focused on getting as many that I like so that we can be, so that eventually somebody on here is going to give me a match. I'm sure that the match ratio, if you if they had those statistics out, for every 20 people that someone swipes like on, most people maybe get like a tenth of that back. Mm. And that's alarming because you say, why is that? Yeah. But that's because, you know, really, shouldn't it be a thing to where it's an even ratio or even maybe you're even getting more or whatever because people are so enthralled by your profile they say wow this is the type of person I want to date for me when I'm when I was uh, when I was single and I would say okay how do I want to approach dating because you know I'm hearing so many different things like you said you watch a rom-com here I love Mm rom-coms you watch a rom-com here and you see these dudes are, um, or they do it in like a friends with benefits. So I'm like, oh, well, I could do it. Maybe that's what you're supposed to do. You do like friends with benefits and you just happen to fall into, at some point you just decide, okay, well, I guess now we'll, we'll just be dating or something. Or maybe there's somewhere else you see it where someone, you know, 40-year-old version or a guy's like, oh, I'm not going to even start, uh, I'm not even going to approach women until I'm whatever. So there's so many outside influences and then your friends are, you know, you have friends that are at such, at so many different places that you're getting all kinds of advice. And I think the simplest advice and the most effective advice is the one that says this. It says, for me, it said, be the man that I would want my daughter to marry. And so every time that I'm about to do something in the context of a relationship, I said, how would I want my daughter to have this? If I'm taking a girl on a date and she says, this isn't the first date I've ever been taken on, I'm not going to take her to the Burger King. Because how would I feel if my daughter came home? I said, baby girl, how was your date? And she said, well, we went to Burger King. (laughs) And then we just sat in the parking lot and talked. I I would be pretty, pretty upset. Yeah. Or if I was with my daughter and I said, or... And I said, um, you know, if a young man was trying to come and knock at my, you know, come and uh, take my daughter on the date, and he sent her a text from his car, I'd be like, Man, you sent her a text from your car, like, come outside. Right. You know? And so those little things, if I, if you think of that in each moment, you say, yeah. Man. I would want my I would want the man that dated my daughter to walk up to this door and knock on the door. And to have that kind of confidence and that kind of respect for me and her mother to look us in the eye and say, I'm gonna keep your daughter safe tonight. Right. I would want my daughter if it was if they were walking on a sidewalk, I would want him to walk on the outside so that if something were to happen, she's shielded on the inside. Right. I would want her I would want a guy that would be would value her body enough to not try to push those boundaries when they're not in that when their relationship is not in, the, in, the, in that context in that context of oneness through marriage mm-hmm. I would want my daughter to be with somebody that is you know 
that values God more than her. And that is how I know that. That is how I find security in the fact that he's not doing anything to hurt her because his relationship with God is so strong that he would never even dream to do that to, do that to anybody, let alone to the person that he was dating. Yeah. Or married to or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I say this is what I would want my daughter to have. How am I going to tell my daughter to seek that when I'm not even you know acting that out myself and so I think for women that do things like that you say how would you want your son to treat women mm-hmm. you know or how would you want your daughter what would you want your daughter to accept a big thing I always say is if you accept it then expect it if you accept a guy calling you at 2am and you say yeah come on through and then you say this dude only calls me at 2 a.m. Well, I mean, if you accept it, then expect it. Right. Yeah, you and I had a conversation many years ago. You may not even remember it, but you, you want, we were talking. We we're having a really intentional conversation about dating. And you said, all I want is consistency. And so how does consistency begin with initiation? When something is initiated, consistency only means that that remains. And so if you allow something to be initiated, but then you don't want that to be the norm, okay. then you can't turn around and say, I don't want, but that's what, that's, what is the guy supposed to expect? Yeah. And so if you establish it at the beginning, you say, whoa, like, I'm not doing that. Or I'm not letting you take me to Burger King. You can just take me home. Or I'm not about, you know, and then the guy's going to be like, well, if y'all want a date, just know you can't take it to Burger King. Like, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna be. But that's what that's at least now they're gonna know. Yeah. You know, and so, so the big things that I that I say again are pursue God first, because in Him you won't have failure, and in Him you'll be able you won't be heartbroken when other people do fail you like they will. Mm-hmm. Um, look for people that are running alongside you, not ahead of you and not behind you and then be the person that you want your child to end up with or your child to um, to experience and in doing that if you accept it then expect it don't be angry when it's you establish that from the initial jump so Again, I know it was very long-winded, but I'm not the best with compacting my thoughts. And so I hope you find a way to edit that into some sort of uh, manageable episode. <laughs> um, but, but no, yeah, I mean, this is, I really enjoy this because doing things like this, honestly, sometimes it convicts me and it makes me uh, it makes me think and it really makes me evaluate am I just saying this or am I really living this no uh, truly like my neck is hurting by how hard I'm like leaning in <laughs> I'm gonna have to <laughs> I'm like wow <laughs> yeah so this is definitely gonna be an episode a conversation that I replay and listen to and remind myself of um, that was good I wanted to add something I feel like so much has happened this year in myself, like just 
and not even this like year, like twelve months, but since just since January twenty eighteen. Um, yeah. And one thing that has helped me to to be intentional, especially regards to dating, is such a strong term for me because it's very non-existent. But like, and then talking is just such a lazy term for me. So some somewhere in between the two, when it comes to that, like you were saying, think about what you would um, want your daughter to be treated. Something I think about is, um, would I be comfortable sharing this with my dad? And I want to be able to one day um, just be able, can I openly tell my dad, like, this is what happened today. This is what happened tonight or last night or whatever or whenever. Um, And also, when I think about dating, I think... I want to be as honest as I can when it comes time to tell people about how we met, how our relationship started, all that. Like, I want my story to be very honest. And I could say with 97% of dudes who have ever initiated anything with me, our story can't be honest. Like, I will not honestly tell our story to anybody. So... Um, yeah, 97, maybe a good 98% of them. I cannot, with confidence, just be an open book about our relationship, right? So this year, like, that's something that has hit me hard. And I'm like, wow, like, that's not the life I want to live. That's not the story I want to tell. Um, so yeah, that's how I keep myself in check. I say, can I tell this story to my dad? And can I tell this story at our wedding, at our anniversary? Can, if someone, if an outsider asks me, honestly, tell me about your relationship. Can I be, can I, can I honestly tell them? So, um. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Because I do want to be an honest person, a transparent person, but that means I have to have a certain level of integrity and intention with, with who I am and all that good stuff. All that. All that, all that. But here we are at an hour and 20 minutes. Um, So we have to stop here. But we hit all the points, Francis. Good job. Hey, hey, Yes, yes, yes. Hey, that's a word. I'm happy. You did so good. And it was a really good a good conversation as per usual oh thank you you're welcome thank you you're welcome um okay so that was it thank y'all for listening to another episode of rooted with yams make sure you look at the show notes i would say francis's information would be in the show notes but he really has no information to share you can find him (laughs) you can find him on linkedin (laughs) <laughs> no, you can find me on Facebook, and that's it. And that's about to be deleted. I was about to say you can Please. barely find him on Facebook. So, <laughs> I know everyone who listens was like, "Wow, I need Mia Francis." Well, he's not available, and good luck finding another one like him. I don't oh, know where boy. they at. But <laughs> stop! I'm telling you, this is so.
rapper does. He never says things like this. Oh, man, what a beautiful day. Oh, my God. But yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Kathy, my beautiful girlfriend, aka Lo Main. <laughs> okay, that's all. Um, email, email me your thoughts, and if you have any particular questions or thoughts for Francis, I will send them his way because there's no other way you can get in contact with him. Oh, uh, you can. Uh, you can. You can drop my email. People really, really want to send me something, you know, I'll let you, boy, I'll send y'all my, uh, my burner email accounts. Oh, Lord. Okay. We'll put all that in the episode notes. Um, what else? What else? Yeah. Instagram email rooted with yams at gmail.com. That's it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Francis, for being here. I really appreciate this conversation we had. And Thank you for having me. I loved it. Okay, I'm gonna let you go to sleep. Bye bye. I'm just here to my breath. I got a world tattoo. She said, Cool, just bring me some food. Team Ugly, we represent, and I couldn't leave without a shout out to Team Ugly. What's good? Suzette, Young Osagi, Big Chief in the Cut, and Herman, one time for one time. Team Ugly, we out here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lord, help us, help us today. As I was saying, shout out to y'all. Y'all are cool people, I guess. And you're really exemplifying your name right now. Anyways, um, Ooh, shots. <laughs> <laughs>